everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Everything Cracks podcast. How are you today, Kate? Oh, just fucking fabulous. You've, uh, <laughs> you've had yourself a, a few days here. A few days, yeah. It's I feel like that's been like the theme the last couple of weeks is one of us comes in so hot. It's like, I have had a fucking week. Well, let's talk about you and your week because yeah, you are nearing Kathy. the birth <laughs> of your third child. Yeah. And Nurse Kathy is being a real pain in the ass. Yeah, Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. It's fine. Her name may or may not be Kathy, but it's most likely Kathy because it is. <laughs> Her name but is. for legal reasons, that's a joke. Yeah. Could be Nancy. It could be Karen. We know? don't know. Just one of those. But it's Kathy. Um, but it's Kathy. Um, probably with a C. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, no, so at the end of last week, I was starting to feel like, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, and then, like we might, it might be go time. Yeah, I was, uh, you were losing me. And um, so, yeah, so I got positive for the COVID. And the one nine. The one nine got me. The one nine took her down. <laughs> took her down hard for a couple of days. Yep. She was she was unwell. Unwell. So you know when people are like, Oh, how are you doing? How how are you feeling? Well, about as good as I could feel getting COVID at eight months fucking pregnant. Terrific. There's yeah. nothing worse than getting sick while you're pregnant. Yeah. Because you can't Horrible. take anything. Horrible. Why don't you take some Tylenol? Do you know what Tylenol does for When me? you treat the Nothing. bottle of Tylenol and <laughs> shove it up your fucking asshole. Yeah. That's Wide end. Make it that way. That'll make you feel better. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. The um, wide end. The yeah. Wide Turn end it sideways and stick it up your ass. <laughs> just, just put it in front of the hole and then have someone kick it. Yeah. Right. Great idea. Oh, and squeeze your nipples while they're doing it. <laughs> Okay. We All seem right. to be taking a turn here. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go down like the, no. the weird. No, we're not going to go down the weird path. But anyways, yeah, so I got COVID. I was out for like a, a solid two days. I, I felt like shit. And, um, but I'm on the mend. You look great. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I feel almost back to baseline, I would say. That's great. Um, and I'll be allowed back to work tomorrow. And yeah. Things it's are looking, looking up for Things Kate. are looking up. Um, it just, you know, it's such an inconvenience is what I'm now finding. It's like, horrible. When we found out that I had it, Ryan was like, why did you test? Like it's, and and <laughs> part of the reason why it was because I felt so terrible. I yeah. called the OB's office because of being pregnant and just like, I for sure, I had taken the rapid test. Yeah. And it was negative. So I was like, okay, saw me for flu and strep. It's for sure got to be one of these. And I can take Tamiflu or I can get antibiotics and then right, I'm going right, to feel right. great. Yep. And that wasn't the case. It was the and I'm not going to lie. When the doctor came back in from urgent care and he was like, so you've got COVID. I went, fuck. <laughs> he appreciated my humor. Oh, man. Let me down easy, doc. What yeah. the hell? And I was like, come on. And, you know, just like the logistics and what it means for your life and how it affects it is like kind of almost more inconvenient than actually how terrible I felt. 100%. And it's just like, and the, the, the guidelines everywhere are changing and whatever. We don't need to get into the whole infection control of it all. But yeah, it's just like that. That is um, now that I'm feeling much better. That is the the ramifications of said diagnosis is the more annoying. The part looking of it all. back. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the hardest part. For sure. It but I was, sucks. I was fortunate that my in-laws were here. So when I was feeling really shitty and Ryan was still working that I had help. So I was able to just like succumb myself to the bedroom. Is that the right word? <laughs> sequester sequester <laughs> succumb to the bedroom to sequester myself succumb to the succumb to the sickness and sequester yourself there we go there we are that's why she gets paid to write that's when right. i just get paid to not write <laughs> <laughs> no just saving lives not yeah, a big and, deal uh, anyways yeah so i was really grateful for their help so i was able to actually rest and recover because taking care of children while ill is also not it's enjoyable the worst it is the it's its own special form of torture. Yeah, I have been a special type of person this week. I've been filled with a lot of rage. It gets it gets the best of us, and it I think it's just like you're tired, you're not feeling well. Somebody doesn't listen to you when you have to Forget repeat it. yourself seven and a half freaking times. Yeah. So there was a lot of tantrums by everybody, not just the toddlers. And you know what? You're entitled to a fucking tantrum if yeah. you're if you are pregnant, have COVID, and have two kids under the age of 
three. Oh, three and under, yeah. Three and under. Yeah. I mean, like you, you get a you get a pass on that. Yeah. <clears throat> You're so, allowed to lose your mind at least once. So probably closer to like four times is the allowance. Yeah. I mean, it was happening at least once a day. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's reasonable. <laughs> that is reasonable. Well, that's great. Well, yeah. well, I'm glad that you're you're feeling better. And We're on the up and up. On the mend. I'm really happy to hear yeah. that. How about you? How was your week? Uneventful. Oh, that's the best kind. You know what? It felt good. It did. It felt good. I'm like, you know what? This is the first time in a long time where I'm like, I can actually adhere. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Let me just... Um, <laughs> I'm just distracted by. Let's him. let's let's set the scene, Kate. Go ahead. Why don't, why don't you see what you're talking about? So I'm actually here at uh, Gina's house during the day, which is a which is a funny shocking thing. shocking. Um, and there's a we'll just call him the man in the woods. The man in the woods, <laughs> aka my husband. <laughs> um, he's on a phone call and we know that he's angry because he's pacing outside. Yeah. And I just keep seeing him pace by, and occasionally he picks up a couple sticks. And he has real feral body language. <laughs> he's like very. Like, when he gets pissed and he's outside on a phone call, he gets very, like, Neanderthal adjacent. He starts stomping around, real, like, slack-jawed, just very, just very angry-looking. And he keeps trying to, like, um, channel his rage in a different way. This is me, just... He um, tries to keep his composure. He really does. By picking up sticks, and then he he takes a long way, and he goes over to the woods, and he places the sticks in the woods, Mm -hmm. and he comes back, and he finds some more sticks, and it's like a... It seems to be like a... Therapeutic it's, picking of sticks. It's he's the like Neanderthal <laughs> version of like a fidget spinner. Yeah, yeah. So he's got. He's like, I gotta play pick up sticks. Yeah, I gotta pick up the sticks, mm-hmm. put them in the woods. Pick up the sticks, sticks put them in the woods. <laughs> but yeah, uh, don't let the man behind the curtain distract you. Yeah. All right. So back to your uneventful week. Yeah, it's it was great. uneventful. It was great. I felt <laughs> real good about the fact that I could just kind of lean into my schedule. Uh-huh. I, we've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast. But I operate in my life by a like truly militant ass schedule. I have like 15 minute increments throughout my day at certain parts of my day. I don't schedule all of my time in Mm -hmm. that, in that fashion, but it was really nice to just be like, okay, I know I'm going to get up at a certain time. I know I'm going to be able to go to bed at a certain time. I know that all of my things are going to get done and just kind of just let it wash over me. Like, like a wave. Yeah. Just kind of, like the power of a Hulk at a Dave Matthews concert. Just just vibing. Just felt good. Yeah, it's a good week. Just felt good. I don't know where that description of my week just came from, but that's how it felt. It I felt really the, good. I think like, you know, despite being sick, the weather was really nice. It was nice. We had like some rainy days, but it was it it felt good to just be able to stay at home. Yeah, right. It felt good to just be able yes. to stay at home. Agreed. And just live our lives. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was a good good week. One thing I've gotten a lot of feedback on in this podcast is people wanting a recipe. Yeah. So we're going to add a little segment into the podcast. It's going to be called Recipe of the Week. If you don't like recipes, if you don't like food, and you're, I don't know, a stick eater, please skip on past this. But we're going to do a recipe every week. This week, we're going to do my birria tacos. Mm. For those of you who don't know what birria is, it's basically like this. You can make it with any kind of meat. I make it with beef. It's a Mexican dish. It's traditionally served at like celebrations, weddings, baptisms, things like that. You can do it with goat. You can do it with lamb. You can do it with pork. You can do it with whatever. I do it with beef. Here it is. So these are the ingredients. It's five pounds of chuck, just like a big piece of chuck. Okay. Uh, three to four pounds of either oxtail, beef ribs, back ribs, something like that. You can mix the meats like if you wanted to get like pork ribs or something, but you do need something with a bone in it. Okay. It helps with the texture of the sauce. Three to four dried ancho chilies, four to five uh, dried wajillo chilies. This is the combination that I use. You can use whatever kind of dried chilies you like. For me, this isn't super spicy. For my kids, uh, it's good and smoky. I, I think it hits all the boxes, checks it's all the boxes. It's not too smoky for them. No, it's really, it's really good and well-rounded. Okay. Two onions peeled and halved, four Roma tomatoes, six to seven cloves of garlic, three to four dried bay leaves, two whole cinnamon sticks, and one tablespoon of whole peppercorns, cheesecloth, salt, and uh, some white vinegar, apple cider vinegar, whatever. So this is what you're going to do. 
in Can I ask a question yes for the garlic mm. when you typically make a recipe do you use fresh garlic or yes. minced garlic Always. i know listen kate we're not going to get into this i know what kind of garlic you use <laughs> and i don't want to talk about it okay cool, okay cool. i don't want to talk about it so this is what you're going to do fresh garlic okay noted in a like large pot, like something with a heavy bottom, I use a Dutch oven. It works for me. I think it works the best. Um, you're gonna brown your meat, all of it, the bones and the chuck. Brown it, salt it. You don't have to go crazy, but just get some color on it. Once the meat is browned, you're gonna cover the beef with some water. Okay. I don't know, ten, twelve cups, whatever it is, just to get to you know, just above the line of where the meat is. You're going to cover it. You're going to bring it to a simmer. You're going to let it simmer for like 30 minutes. And while it's simmering, you kind of, you don't have to do this, but it's what I do. You just skim off like the bubbles that come to the top. Okay. Because that's like the protein, just like Mm -hmm. the weird shit that's coming off of it. While the meat is simmering in a different pot, a smaller pot, you're going to put all of your de-seeded and washed chili. So you're going to take the dry chilies. You're going to open them up, take the seeds out, Rinse them off, throw them in a pot. Two onions that we peeled and halved, four, four Roma tomatoes, and then the, the garlic. Cover that with some water. You're going to simmer that for like 10 minutes, and then I would let it steep for another like 30. Uh, while you're doing that, you're going to make your little seasoning bundle, which is your cinnamon stick, your bay leaf, and your peppercorns. Put that in some cheesecloth, tie it up. Once the chili tomato onion mixture has finished steeping, you're going to blend that. So blend it all up. Either throw it in a blender, pulse it until it's super smooth. Get a, I usually get my immersion blender out and do that. You're going to blend that all together. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take that mixture and you're going to add it to the pot with the beef. I strain it. So when I'm pouring that mixture into the pot of the beef, I'll pour it through like a mesh sieve. Because no matter how much you blend it, those chilies are dried and those tomatoes have pulp. So it's not going to ever be super, super smooth. For me, I don't like the grainy texture. I prefer it smoother. So I pour it through a sieve. You don't have to. You can totally skip that. That's just my personal preference. And you're going to let it cook. You're going to add in your little sachet of cinnamon sticks and... Um, bay leaf and peppercorns season it with some salt add a few splashes of vinegar and you're going to let it cook on low on your stovetop until all of that's falling apart okay and that's it that's the media and then at the end i would go back through and re-season maybe add some more vinegar and add some salt and you can serve these the way that i eat it i usually eat it like consomme style where i'll just take the meat and like some of the juice and I'll put it in a bowl. I'll add some onions and some cilantro and, like, some cheese on top. And then I'll get a tortilla and kind of dip the tortilla. Mm. Or you can make tacos with it, which is, like, the tortilla. You would traditionally dip the tortilla, like, into the juice, ideally into the fat. Okay. Fry it. Put the tortilla in a pan. Put your meat oh. down. Then put your cheese. Then put your, again, traditionally, I think it's white onion and cilantro flip it and like you make like a fried crispy taco and then you would dip that into the sauce again it's delicious it's the king of all tacos so there it is that's your recipe for the week next week we'll do something we'll do something else yum it's so good so how long so in, in general like prep and cook how long does it take would you say? Can you give us an estimate? So prep, so cook, it's going to be a few hours. It's yeah. something you probably want to start like at the beginning of the day. It's going to be like three or four hours to cook it on the stove. But the prep itself, oh, maybe 30 minutes. Okay. It's really just the amount of time. Because you can do the beef and the tomato chili mixture at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's about 30 minutes. Okay. It's really just the time it takes to let the chilies and the tomatoes and the onions and the garlic all steep together. Okay. Blend it up, pass it through a sieve. Add that mixture to the pot with the meat and let it cook. These are not going to be like pop a can of biscuits. Yeah. Throw in some, you know, whatever. Like that's not the kind of recipes that I do. I mean, sometimes for sure. And I'm not going to be like, okay, so we're making shepherd's pie today. 
or we're making some kind of casserole. It's like, okay, so first we're going to make the biscuits. I want you to get out six pounds of butter and all of the flour <laughs> that you own, and you're going to knead that together, which is like a little bit of water, and then you're going to let it sit for four hours so it can like all kind of melt together. Like, listen, if there's something that's going to have a biscuit crust on it, I'm be like, yo, go get yourself a can of Pillsbury biscuits, pop that shit open, and put it on the top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in general, I don't cook that way. So those aren't the recipes I'm going to do. But there you go. That's our first recipe. Love it. Video tacos. Mm. They're so good. Truly the king of all tacos. I'm not a cooker. You should. It's so much fun. There's, I don't know. There's something so gratifying. You know what's gratifying? Especially in the fall. When somebody cooks for me. (laughs) (laughs) I have never experienced that in my life. I have a wonderful, wonderful husband. Yep. He cooks. He's a a great. And he grocery shops. Oh my God. Amazing. And. He tells me, actually, I'm horrible at grocery shopping. Why horrible? How is one horrible at grocery shopping? So grocery shopping for me is, um, it is a task. And it is a, it's a, I start. And there's, there's a start and there's an end. And for I me, understand. it's a, it's there's a no, There's no finesse involved. You're just like, yep, checks the box. Yep, yep, cross yep. it off the list. And I usually have a mental list. Yeah. Oh, that, that does not work for me. Yep. Well, it doesn't actually work. Because the mental list... If anybody knows what's like inside my brain, which nobody does, it's a crazy, crazy place here, um, that I forget. Yeah. So same. I come home and I'm like, I'm going to make some chili or I'm going to make this like, you know, Parmesan crusted chicken or whatever. <laughs> and it's really good. Yeah, you know, I, do, I, I, ca- I can cook. I know how to cook. Mm. It just, it's not something that's like provide, it doesn't bring me joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so if somebody it. else wants to do it, that's fine. And also like, I like food as most people people do but food doesn't doesn't like bring me that joy doesn't light your tits on fire no sure doesn't it lights my tits on fire like i could eat a bowl of cereal and an english muffin that is wild to me wild like like dinner every night yeah really like like the other night they were like oh so you eat to live you don't live to eat yeah i live to eat yeah, which you number one activity in my life is, is eating. Looking at my physique, but um, you know, like I'm just like, okay, I'm hungry. I'm gonna have something to eat. Oh right my now. god, it's the number one reason I have a weight problem because I like I'll be scrolling on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and I'll see something delicious. I'll be like, I'm gonna go make that, and then I do. Yeah, and then I eat it. Baking, I could provide Ugh. baking recipes. I like to bake. Baking provides really? me with joy. I like sweets. My whole family likes sweets. We are a family of sweets, sweet eaters. We eat. There are many times, actually, at most family occasions where they're at somebody's home, we tend to always eat dessert first. Really? Like my brother will bring over from like a new bakery that he finds. He's a big, big foodie. He'll like um, bring over like donuts or danishes, croissants, whatever. Like really, like like decadent things pies and we will be cutting into those things like during appetizer hour what that's so because we're we're, what a a fun custom though we're like we love dessert so like i like to bake baking provides me with joy interesting so like i would like would think nothing of like whipping up and making whoopie pies oh yeah no no so like for me like where you're like oh i see a tiktok recipe i'm gonna do that i'm like Oh, you guys are coming over for dinner tonight. Let me just um, let me just make up some uh, homemade whoopie pies for you, real quick. No, not my thing. So, but no. anyways, yeah, I, I guess I get I'm more of an eat to live kind of person. Yeah, I no. Nope. Which is maybe why when I did the bikini challenge, it was you're like, like I'm fine with this. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, is... eat some meat and vegetables. Yeah, and it's just like it's just to provide me with enough sustenance to to not exist. be hangry. Wow, mm-hmm. I I 100 cannot relate. Differences, Anyways. folks. Yeah. Different folks for different strokes. Nope, that's not it. Different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Oh my goodness. It's going to take a week or two for me to adjust to this new recording time. We're recording during the day. It's literally, it's the sun is, it's high noon. It's high noon. It's like 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, I, I'm not usually doing this at this time. You want to no. talk about a militant schedule? My body's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why? This is not it. Yeah. But it's going nice. to take me a hot minute to adjust. So please bear with me while I, while I rewrote my internal clock. 
Um, another thing that we got feedback on was just in general of, you know, when we discuss a topic, actually giving like actionable items. Yeah. So it was like, you know, doing the recipes was nice because it's you listen to it, you get something of it. Now you can take this home and you can bring it into your home. Yep. So you can be listening to us while you're cooking said meal. Yep. Um, I think something that Some a real of, mood music. Yeah, a lot of people have asked uh, myself and, and Gina included, I know, is kind of. Um, about doing this podcast or, you know, uh, being a mom and doing other things besides being a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, so as we know, Gina, uh, writes for the list and also is obviously an avid cooker and along with many other talents, a mom of three and, and now doing the podcast. And so, uh, whenever I work full time outside the home, um, yes, yeah, (laughs) that's something I do. Um, it's all I have to bring to the table. I don't cook. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. And uh, I mean, I'm like, I can pour the shit out of some cereal, though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I make a mean fucking chocolate milk, let me tell you. That's, it's an art form. Yeah. So, anyways, um, it's kind of like, when do we find the time? Like, how do you find the time to kind of achieve your goals? Or, you know, what what made you do the podcast? I think Mm -hmm. it's like something that we talked about. And I think we talked about it briefly in one of the other podcasts, was just kind of like this, like, drunken conversation one of us was drunk I think we both had to have been I don't think I was pregnant oh when we decided to do it oh I thought you were talking about when you were drunk the other night when I was drunk the other night no 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 I think like we remember like oh when we decided to do it yeah we were we were hammered it was like 12 45 in the morning I was probably speaking of eating to live like nomming on a a full fucking baguette um Mm -hmm. and we talked about it and then it was kind of how how do we go about doing this how do we go about being successful and what does that look like and so and how do you find the time so I think like a lot of people ask me this and one of the main things I would say is that uh I'm always tired so I think you make time for the things that are important to you I think that's like the number one uh step in achieving any type of goal whether that is uh weight loss learning to cook uh getting a new job so how do you go about making the time in your life like what is it specifically do you just rearrange other parts yeah or do you take stock of the things that you're already doing and it's like I can cut this out I can cut this out and I can be more efficient doing xyz to make the time I think my whole thing with my life is being more efficient in everything that I do we can always all be more efficient because we are a society that lives on our phones on social media on the internet and if you look at like your screen time, you spend so many hours aimlessly scrolling through. So screen time is something screen that you time. cut back so, on. Cut back on screen time and make measurable short-term goals. Sure. So number one, cut back on screen time. I yep. think that's something that we can all do. Yeah, I think we're all easy. guilty of it. I do think that for some people, for, certainly for myself, it's kind of like a minute to disengage. Something that I do is I will set a timer on my phone for like five or ten minutes where I'm allowed to scroll mindlessly. Mm-hmm. Once that t- five or ten minutes is over, it's back to whatever it was I was doing. And your iPhone, if you have an iPhone, I'm sure Androids and Googles probably have this. They actually have No one lim- listening to this has a fucking Android. Limit. They actually have limiters on it. So you can yes. actually set like a limiter for your Facebook, your TikTok, your yep. Snapchat or whatever. And it, the screen will go white or black or something when you've reached Use the tools that you already have available to you. So number one, limit screen time. Try and get away from that. Limit it. Use the applications on your phone. Set a timer. Whatever it is you think you'll be most successful using, limit your screen time. Number two, actionable plans and goals. Yeah. I would say like make a list for, Mm -hmm. for what you're trying to achieve. So if it's, for instance, we'll give an example of weight loss. I'm not saying to set a goal, small, measurable goals. That's what you should start Like a with. week out. Like yeah. I want to spend this week focusing on my diet. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like lose 40 pounds. Right, right, right. That can be a long-term goal, which you can have in a long-term goal list. But you should start with short-term measurable goals. So if it's weight loss, you should say I'm going to – an easy one would be I'm going to stop eating after 7 p.m. Yep. Or I'm going to stop eating after 6 p.m. Something that is easy to do that at the end of a week – you can say, okay, I achieved that. Right. And then, uh, you know, if it's uh, starting a podcast or if it's writing a blog, um, start small. Like I'm going to write could, one article this week. Yeah. I'm going to record 30 minutes of content this yes. week. So start, write yourself a, a long-term roadmap of where you want to mm-hmm. end up and then reverse engineer from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then I kind of already touched on it, but then, you know, relook at your list. So if your short-term goal list is a week, so every week you're going to relook at your list, mm-hmm. see where you met, where you maybe fell a little bit short. Yep. And then revise it. Yep. And so it's constant, like, revision of goals. Rejoice in the things that you did well in. Don't beat yourself up on the things that you didn't meet. Yep. Keep and then just, moving. And then just revise, make a new short-term goal list, and move on. Yep. yep. And just keep doing that. And you have to keep chipping away at it slowly. It's consistency. Yeah. Truly. There is nothing in this world will get you farther than consistency mm-hmm. will. Even if you're not doing, like, excellent, 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 doing it consistently is going to, number one, get you further. This is what I think about with goals, right? So I've, I've something I live by, losers have goals, winners have a plan. I think of my plan as, like, the long lead to a stick of dynamite. So the stick of dynamite represents where you want to go, ultimately. Mm-hmm. The long lead to it represents all of the little things that you need to do along the way. So let's say you start at the beginning. You have this really long road ahead of you. You do a little thing. The lead burns down a little bit, but the flame goes out, right? But you still are that much closer. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not perfect, the flame may go out. You may not get a ton of traction in the beginning. It's fine. You recalibrate and you keep going. You light the flame again. You keep moving a little bit further. Same thing. Flame goes out. Maybe you went a little further this time. Maybe you didn't go as far as you went last time. Whatever. You still got a little bit closer to your goal. And you keep repeating that consistently. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not like these big explosions all the time, you're kind of, you're burning it down. Right. And the further along that track that you go, the longer those segments of like the flame burning hot is going to be. till so finally you get to where you're going. And shit blows up for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, it's so a great analogy. I it's really, it's, and I, like, I'm a visual person. I need to be able to visualize things. It's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. So I think of these things as in those terms. And I think celebrating the good and not dwelling on the bad will go so far in getting you to where you need to go. Yeah. For sure. Like, Screen time, actionable goals. Rejoice and revise. The consistency. And you're doing it every day, every week, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Something that I really try to instill in my children is, and we can do this in another episode, is that I have them work. So we have like a goal for the week and I have them work on something to achieve that goal every single day of the week, even if it's just for a few minutes. Mm. Just to reinforce that idea that if you want something, if you want to achieve something, you need to work on it. Every single day, right? And they're kids. So we do weekly goals because a month long goal, like they have no comprehension of what a goal a month is. So I'm like, okay, by the time you get to your last day of school this week, we will have done this. Does that make sense? Yes. So every day we do a little something, something. Do you have a visual chart? No. No. No, we kind of just, we write it down. McKenna has her little notebook. Mm. We write it down and that's what we do. Although a visual chart would be good. I just, I thought about doing that, but I'm like, I'm looking around at my house and where the fuck would I put it? Yeah. And sometimes those, the idea behind a visual chart is great. Like it's aesthetically appealing. We talk about this a lot. But if it, if you don't need it. Right. Or if it's not actually providing them any type of like, you know. Maybe, maybe at some point I think it'll be more meaningful. Maybe once they get a little bit older. Yeah. And they can, like, track the progress. Because right now it's like, I just want another gold star. Why aren't you putting another fucking gold star right, next right, to right. my name? Yeah. You know, it's just like they don't – the comprehension isn't there as to why this visual aid mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Point being, do something a little – just do a little something every day to get to where you want to go. Write out your plan. Yeah. Make it short. Chop – you don't need an elephant all in one bite. You no. need it bite by bite by bite by bite. And then the elephant's gone one day. Yeah. And sometimes and you need accountability too. I think was like the overarching number three thing. is accountability, or or four because we already have oh four. That's right. Sorry, four, I would say is accountability. Which sometimes you can be accountable to yourself, and some people are really good about being like having that internal accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people, it's you know they need 
somebody else to yep. kind of hold them accountable. So like when Gina and I started this podcast, like we sat down and we set out an actionable plan and we set out goals for ourselves and for each other and what that would mean and what it would look like in two weeks, a month, six months, and a year. Yep. And we hold each other accountable. Like we made a commitment to each other to be consistent. And with other goals, you may not need that. But like when you think about, for instance, like weight loss, I feel like it's such an easy one to talk about. It's why Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, you know, all of those things are successful. It's a system. Because it's, it's a, a system. system and it's a system of accountability. Yeah. That every week you're checking in with somebody and mm-hmm. you have short-term and long-term goals. Right. And so if that's something that you need, accountability, then reach out to somebody, whether that's your 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 spouse or your partner or your best friend or your Get sister. a buddy. Yeah. Do, do something with somebody. Yeah. Like if weight loss is your goal, for example, as it is for so many of us, get a buddy. Yeah. And make sure that you are both fully, fully committed to your purpose. Because if you're not, you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. It's like, Bitch, you're leaving me high and dry. You're leaving me in the trenches taking grenades. Like, that's not yeah. okay. And make sure it's something, someone you're fully okay with openly communicating with. Right. Because there's going to be hard moments where you're like, no, motherfucker. Like, we're doing this together. Right, right. And I – you need to push other people. If you're going to do something like that together, if you're going to go the route of, of accountability – it's like a going around. It's really kind of a necessary step to anything is accountability. Right. You need to be able to have a very open conversation with the other person. Like, yes, you're. Uh, I'm going to drive to your house now. I'm going to walk in your home. Yeah. I'm going to drag your ass out of bed and we're going to the fucking gym. Right. You know what I mean? So there really does need to be someone you're very comfortable with, someone you're on the same wavelength with. Gina was talking about food. She's an avid cooker. Cooker? Like I'm cooking crystal meth. <laughs> she's a cooker. She's a cooker in the I'm street. A pusher, she's a cooker. Remember pusher from me? I push people. I push I'm a pusher caddy. I'm a pusher caddy. Um, no, Gina was talking about cooking, and she's a great cook. And her kids are wonderful eaters. And the fact that for being toddlers and and young school age children, they eat very well rounded, and they eat for the most part what's put in front of them. For the most part. So people, I think. Always like look at your meals or look at videos of your kids and like how the hell are you having them eat such and such like these tacos or the veggies or whatever. So she's so, gonna talk about that. The number one so I think the number one point of ire or the number one thing that people try like parents try to get their kids to eat more than anything else is vegetables. Yeah. One of my children hates vegetables. Hmm. Like I am lucky if she will lick a tomato. Hates vegetables. The other one would eat an entire cucumber, all the bell peppers. She wants salad for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She wants spinach. She wants kale. She wants this. What's she wants the birth that. order for that? Uh, my first one hates vegetables. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Number two. That's what I would have guessed, but all the vegetables and the meat and the meat. I tell her all the time, like she you're my foodie kid. She could live on a charcuterie board. Oh my god, this child with hunk of salami and not a care in the world. Yeah. So it's middle child. It's the middle kid. She's just, she's a wild card. I'm, yeah. I tell her all the time, I'm just like, you are going to be my my fun foodie kid. We're going to do so many fun foodie things when you're a little bit older. She's like, yeah, I'm so excited. And she loves it. She loves food. She's the one who always wants to help me cook. She's the one who's always in the kitchen for me. That leads me right into my tip number one, for getting kids to eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. They need to be part of the preparation. So much of the way a child learns or becomes interested in something is by hands-on experience, right? Like, that's not mm-hmm. CNN breaking news. That's not, you know, something that I'm just telling you for the first time. Everybody and their actual mother has heard that. Participation breeds interest in children. So I insist that my kids help me with dinner. I cook a couple times a week. I don't cook every night. Um, I do, like, it just doesn't work for our lifestyle, so I do a lot of meal prep. Love and I'll that. cook a couple times a night, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I do is insist that they help me. I got them like their little kitty knife sets. I got little mini cutting boards. They get into it with me. I give them, you know, a small portion of whatever it is I'm cooking. Let's say broccoli. I focused on getting my kids to like one thing at a time. Again, small yeah. actionable goals. So it's like if it's one vegetable I could get my kids to eat, I was like, what would it be? broccoli right easily accessible you can always find it in the grocery store 
It's good for them. It checks all of the boxes. Yep. So I was like, I'm going to focus on broccoli. So I insist that they help me prepare the broccoli. The first thing I did when trying to get my kids to eat broccoli, I'll take the stem of the broccoli. Okay. I peel the stem. Okay. I cut it into what looks like French fries. Yeah. And I bread it and fry it. Broccoli fries. Okay. The stem is very mild. It's not a weird texture. It's something that the the gap there for them eating like an actual French fry to eating a piece of fried broccoli stem isn't huge, right? So you're trying to like make these bridges through the things that they like to the things that they don't know that they like yet. Did that for a week. At first, they hated it. They're like, what the fuck is this? I served it. Number two is exposure. Yep. Serve it every fucking night. And I mean every night. Serve it multiple times a day. Like, this is not going away. This is what's on the menu. You have to keep it on your plate. And you have to, you have to try it. If you want a little piece of chocolate after dinner, you have to take a bite of this. If you want to go to the park tomorrow afternoon, you have to take a bite of this. Give them something to work towards. A goal to work towards. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Usually by day two or three, with the exposure part of the situation, they're like, okay, I get it. It's not going away. Let me take a bite. There's like scientific research about how many times you actually have to expose and a child like to And it's like 10 or 12. I actually think it might be more. Is before it more? I would like before they will try something even. Just yeah. Like, it's insane. Exposure is 100% is like maybe the most important part of this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because theoretically you could just plop a floret of broccoli on a kid's plate and be like it's not going away so you might as well try it. It will take you longer to get there in my opinion but you could totally do it. You're right. It says says 8 to 15 exposure. 8 to 15 exposure. I thought Just to enhance enhance acceptance of the food. Yes, exactly. That might not mean try it. Right. So they're just tolerating it being on their plate. plate. Mm Mm-hmm. Exposure. Serve it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Here you get a little piece of breakfast. Here you get some with lunch. Here you get some with dinner. You want a snack? Here's a stick of broccoli. After they're, they've become okay with the breaded fried sticks, mm-hmm. I take the breading off. And I'll just fry it in a pan. Right? Like I would roast vegetables. I would just like roast some sticks of broccoli. Okay, fine. Not as good as the fried kind, but whatever. Tolerated. Mm-hmm. Dip it in ketchup. I don't give a fuck. Right. Do whatever you want. But it's a stick of broccoli. It's on your plate. Again, exposure. But the exposure window gets smaller because they're already used to it. Right. It's just kind of in a different form. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's less than that. Maybe it's a couple days. You do that. Great. Then what I started doing is leaving a little bit of like the crunchy bits, like the head of the broccoli, okay. just like a small piece of it on the stick i'll still cut it down to fries but i'll kind of cut it in a way where there's like a little bit of the actual part of the floret okay because i feel like that's what throws kids off the most it's like a very off-putting texture to children all of those like little weird bits in your mouth i'll leave just a little bit on tantrums are thrown i don't like the green part just a little part at the top again exposure leave it on then I'll start leaving more and more on. Till eventually, they have a whole floret of broccoli on their plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once you get to that, that place, you can start introducing it into like... It, okay, so that's number two is exposure. Little bits, right? So we start off with the breaded fried. We start, then we go to the, the not breaded and fried sticks. Then we start leaving a little bit of the floret on. And then eventually, they get to a whole floret of broccoli. From there, number three, is adding things on. So I'll then take that broccoli Mm -hmm. and put it into a stir fry with chicken, with peppers, with little baby corn, whatever. Like, see, you like the broccoli. You like the chicken. Maybe we try this thing too. Again, exposure. I will serve the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's like, I know you're hungry. You're right. going to eat it. I right. know you are. This is what's for dinner. And you ha- it's painful. And I think that's the part where people don't like it. Because no one has the time or patience or wants the pain in the ass of dealing with a child who's flipping the fuck out because you're not giving them 
a bucket of ranch and a thing of naan that they want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We all have those nights. I'm not saying that. Like, there have been days where my kids have eaten nothing but white carbs. A lot in my house. For sure. Absolutely. But if your goal is to get your kid to eat more or a, a bigger variety of foods, vegetables is something that I know a lot of people struggle with. It's about exposure. It's about getting them involved in the cooking process mm-hmm. and then exposure and then adding things on. That's my tip for vegetables. Okay. I love it. Give it a try and let me know how it goes. Love it. Yeah. So, Kate, I discovered something on Facebook today. Oh boy. I shouldn't even say I discovered it. It was brought to my attention by a friend of ours. And it wasn't even, this wasn't even going to be my subject for today. But it's so fucking funny. So there's this like subgroup on Facebook. It's called Are We Dating the Same Guy? For the Boston, like greater Boston area. So all of these women started this Facebook group. And basically what they do is they post a picture of the guy that they're dating to see, hey, I have this weird hunch. I think my boyfriend has other girlfriends. So they'll take like the Tinder profile picture or the Hinge profile picture or just like whatever, some random picture. They'll post it to this Facebook group and it's like thousands of people who can see that post and it's like, yeah, I'm dating that guy too. Yeah, his name's Jeremy. Yep, Jeremy. Lives at whatever. Yep, that's him. And then they like confront him together. <gasps> like um, catfish almost. Yes. How fucking funny is that? How do we get in the group? I know, right? I'm like, I want to join. Oh, my God. I was more just saying. I'm going to join. Fuck it. Why not? I just The D.C. area is like 37,000 people. Holy macaroni. How fucking funny is that? Fucking guys, dude. Fucking guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's hysterical. Like, the shit that they try and pull now. You know what? I'm sorry. Hold on a second. So, in hilarious things, and in keeping with the spirit of hilarious things that happen on social media. Yep. So, this past week, I'm on the tickety talk, as I so often am. Mm-hmm. And you know how it, like, suggests friends to you based on people who are in your contacts? Mm, not sure if I've explored that option yet. But, uh, so, I, like, go, I, I, I mean, I get how it works. Because, like, Facebook does the same thing. Yeah, it's the ex- same ex- it's okay. exact same thing. I get thing. the idea. So... If you go into, I don't know what section it is, was like friends or whatever, uh-huh. it'll say like from contacts. Do you want to follow this person? So way, 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 way back in the day when Misha and I first started dating, he had this ex-girlfriend who, she was nuts, whatever. I don't like to call the woman crazy, but like she, like he would just tell me some of the things that she would do and it was, it was wild. Anyway. I, I don't exactly remember because it's been so long. But okay. for some reason, he had her blocked on his phone. But okay. he's like, I still, like, I don't know. Like, I forget what the circumstances were. Regardless, we added her to my phone under Miss Piggy. Okay. So now when I went on TikTok, it suggested this person to me as a friend, but under her real name. Okay. So I was like looking at it and I'm like, I don't know who that person is. Why? It's saying it's from my contacts. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So I click on her profile and I realize after a minute or two who it is. I'm like, oh, my God, what a blast in the fucking past. Like, that's hilarious. I didn't know that this was a thing until recently, but you can turn on a feature on TikTok that shows you who (laughs) who views your profile. So she must have had it on because she saw that I viewed her profile. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, my fucking God. So she then viewed mine. I was like, oh, my God. This is so fucking hilarious. I just I was like, it was just like such like one of those moments that was just such a blast from the past. I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Like she must have thought I was like totally like creeping her stuff or whatever. Yeah. But I was just like, who the fuck is this? So I looked and it was her. It was the first time I had seen, like, actually, I don't even know if I've ever 
seen a pic no i must have because i saved her under miss piggy and she looks like miss piggy oh god whatever regardless um so yeah i realized i was like oh my god this is the weirdest fucking thing ever but yeah she saw that it was like a total cringe moment like you know when you live in fear of like liking someone's thing on instagram or facebook or whatever Mm -hmm. I mean, why not just look at their shit and it notifies them immediately, regardless of whether or not you can even snoop in private anymore. I guess there's now like a feature with the new iPhone update that you can unsend a text message. I saw that because it's so funny. My girlfriend literally two weeks ago, week and a half ago, 10 days ago, whatever. She she accidentally sent a text to a recruiter for a new job that she was applying for. Really benign text, but like. You know, not something that what, didn't mean to go to him. Right, right, right. And she was like, guys, how do I unsend a text message? And we all said, I don't know if you can do that. And then literally like four days later, the new update came out. I swear and they're listening. You can apparently unsend text I think messages. it's like up to 30 minutes is what it is. Like there's some kind of time constraint on it. But yeah, you can totally do that now, yeah. which is super, super handy dandy. Yeah. I For those in the, I don't know. I think if like accidentally sent a screenshot when you like screenshot. Oh my text, god! But, to... but what if they open? You can't unsend it if they yeah. open it. It's just like an email, like with work. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. I mean, like, like with most jobs, like you can like, take it take back. Take it back. Yeah. But if somebody opens it, it's it's too far. It's gone. there. It's there. It's it's living its life now. Yeah. Dude, I did that to my sister once. I was like talking shit about her to the rest of my family, and I. I didn't screenshot something, but I was having a conversation with her and then having a conversation with the rest of my family simultaneously. And I sent what I meant to send to my family directly to her. This was a long time ago. But yeah, I've done that. Yeah. And that feature would have been very useful. Mm-hmm. So Where you screenshot it and then you screenshot the text message, the person you were just oh, texting about. Oh, dude. We, um, yeah. I mean, Man. Yeah. You have like that feature should have always been there. You need to always be able to recall a text, recall a picture, recall an email. Oh. All right, Miss Kate, what do you got going on this week? Anything? Anything fun? What's coming up in your life? Just getting ready to push out this baby. Yeah. Um, getting ready to head this baby. I'm uh, headed back to work post the C19. Ugh, God, fucking um, COVID. Just for a couple more weeks, I think. And then Audi. Yeah. Till I sent spring, the, right? Yeah, I sent the email today. I said I am only partially on this schedule because I will be beginning my next maternity leave. The next maternity leave. The joke in at work. Three though, years. Yeah, the next. The, the, the big joke at work is like there's several things that need to be updated in our office. Is one of them Caitlin's allowance for family leave? <laughs> no, yeah, probably. It's like I'm sorry, we need to limit this bitch. We're actually losing money having her. We as have an this employee. hideous chair that we are supposed to sleep on. It's like the same chair that your your, your husbands spouse, or partners yeah. like sleep on in the maternity ward, but ours is from 1972. It's very well loved. It is not comfortable at all. We were told that we were going to receive a new chair in 2021. I was told that before I went out on my last maternity leave. And, it's and the big the joke chair. in the offices is that I'm going out on another maternity leave and the chair has yet to be updated. Oh my God. But... That is fine. Um. So yeah. So just preparing for that. I got a couple more weeks left. I'm over thirty four weeks now. So that's crazy. You can't believe it. I remember when you told me. Yeah. March. Yeah. Final countdown. It's the final countdown. Oh wow. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't think I was going there with that, did you? No. That's usually my cup of tea. But anyways, yeah. So that's about it, I think. And just uh, enjoying this weather. We went apple picking. I don't know. We'll see. That's great. Hopefully, an unev- I'm looking forward to an uneventful week. God, I hope you Oh, my one. sister. I should give a big shout out to her. My sister is competing in Haymakers for Hope. Woo! Tomorrow, it's an amateur boxing match to raise money for cancer. Uh, Megan Sowen, she is the top fundraiser. She has raised over $32,000 for cancer research. Oh, my research. God. That's amazing. Yep. Um, and so she is fight number two tomorrow night at the MGM uh new music or new venue next to fenway oh okay cool. i'm sorry uh sorry thursday the 29th the day the podcast releases gets released um so she'll be competing in that so hopefully she's gonna ko a bitch she's gonna win the fight <laughs> let's fucking hope yeah oh my goodness yeah. that's amazing we'll leave her um the link to donate yeah the goal is to to knock in out the, the other notes. woman they actually fight 
Oh yeah, this is a legit. This is a legit. They four like, rounds, four rounds, and sparring. they throw yep. like full throw punches. punches. Yep. Like the goal is a KO. Yeah, I mean, I think if you box, like your goal is to KO, right? Like the other. Yeah, person. for sure. But I mean, they're like, okay, guys, you've already raised the money. Like, no need to just go ape shit on this other woman's face. Yeah, I think when she signed and up, and they're for like, this, no, definitely not. She wasn't really sure what she didn't know what she was getting herself into, but um, she's in it and she's uh, been training for over a hundred days, um, and her coach AJ told her that that is her goal. Her goal is to knock a bitch out. So oh she coming for you. Oh my god! Number one fundraiser. That's amazing. So she got to pick her her fight place. She got to pick her when she went to fight. So she's fight number two. That's amazing. So she has raised almost $36,000. Wow. That's yep. insane. Good for her. Yep. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, update. I got into the University of Alabama. Yes. So I'm super excited. I transfer officially for the spring semester, but that's where I will graduate from. To go down there for a few days uh, in the spring, and then I have to go down for a few days like every semester. There's some labs. I have some, like, in-person, what what do you call them? Lectures that I have to attend, which is cool. But um, they sent me, like, this whole swag thing. I got a sweatshirt. What else? A T-shirt. Oh. Sent me a decal for my car. Like, all kinds of stuff. I got to get you some Lululemon gear. I, I bought some. Oh. Yeah, I did. I what? bought them. Why didn't you use them? Because you can't. Because you can't buy it through Lululemon. You have to buy it through the oh, university. stupid. Um, but yeah, they just did a collab with Lululemon. So they have okay. all of this University of Alabama branded gear. Yeah. Did I get myself some leggings? Absolutely. I'm waiting for them to restock their scubas because I want the scuba sweatshirt with the A on it. Like oh, the scripted okay. A. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's super cute. They did such a good job. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I bought some like other things just like through the university. Just some like, I bought like a, like a jacket that I can take to Italy with me. We're leaving for Italy in like two weeks. Um, what else did I get? I got another sweatshirt. I got another t-shirt. I was like, this is great because they have so much. They have so many things that you can buy. I was like, do I get my kids like a full miniature cheerleading outfit do we do that should i do it i don't know i probably will at some point but hooray the saga is finally over ua here i come so excited for you thanks all right y'all uh like and subscribe follow us on social media this has been the funnest experience i don't know i i don't know if it has been for you but i just i don't know i've gotten so many interesting perspectives on the podcast i like there's way more engagement in it than i actually thought to be honest with you yeah i don't know it's been so much fun thank you guys for listening and we love you yeah peace out peace out let's go